Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, The Kingdom Belongs to the Humbled and Broken. One of the major themes in the Bible is the kingdom. The whole of history is marching towards the kingdom. The great question is, who will be allowed to enter into the, into the kingdom, into God's kingdom? This is the ultimate issue for every single person. In the end, will you be in the kingdom? Jesus began his public ministry with a call to repentance, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Matthew 4, 17. This was followed up by Jesus performing all manner of kingdom miracles which served as credentials, showing that, indeed, he was the king who could offer the kingdom, Matthew 4, 23-25. The result was that multitudes of people followed Christ. This forms the background for the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7. through Matthew 5, 1 and 2 begins by saying that Jesus went up on a mountain where he was seated and began to teach. It specifically says in verse 1 that, quote, his disciples came to him. Disciples are learners, followers, and learners need a teacher. And in this case, it was the king spelling out his kingdom ethic to his disciples who had evidently responded to the message to repent in view of the coming kingdom. Here Christ spells out what is to define his kingdom people. In verses 3 through 10, we have a total of eight Beatitudes. The word Beatitude comes from a Latin word meaning blessed or happy. However, the word blessed means more than merely being happy. It signifies a state of well-being in terms of relationship with God. It signifies the favor of God resting upon a person, resulting in a deep spiritual joy. Note the very first thing that Christ says, Matthew 5.3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor are the humble. In the Old Testament, the godly poor were those who were destitute and cried out to God for help in dependence upon him. Christ here applies it spiritually to those who acknowledge they are spiritually destitute and look to God for salvation. This fits the messianic emphasis as seen in Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. It's a messianic prophecy. It fits what Christ is saying. To be poor in spirit means to be spiritually honest in recognizing that you are spiritually bankrupt. It's the opposite of being proud in spirit. It humbly acknowledges, I don't have anything to offer God that would make myself right with him. It's the opposite of being spiritually self-sufficient or self-righteous. The kingdom belongs to the humbled. This is the right place to start because this is where salvation begins. True salvation acknowledges. True saving faith acknowledges. I am spiritually bankrupt. I'm dependent upon God. I need a savior. I can't get into the kingdom but by what I have to offer because I am spiritually destitute. This is the demeanor of poor in spirit. 
This is a very humbling reality, and true believers are poor in spirit, having humbled themselves before God as sinners in need of the mercy and grace of God. It is the poor in spirit to whom the kingdom belongs. It is they who will be in the kingdom, not the self-righteous. Poor in spirit is descriptively characteristic of those who have been saved and are therefore headed to the kingdom. Hence, they are blessed. Jesus continues, Matthew 5, 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. There's a thematic connection between this beatitude and the Messianic text of Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 is set in the context of Messianic restoration based on Israel's brokenness over their sin. Comfort is extended to those who mourn over their sin, but without the mourning there is no Messianic comfort. The brokenness of repentance, mourning, comes first then restoring comfort. Isaiah 61, 1-3, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the, the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted, those who mourn. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. The mourning in view is sorrow over sin. And the resulting consequences. This is an attitude of broken repentance corresponding with godly sorrow, which produces repentance that leads to salvation, as spelled out by Paul in 2 Corinthians 7.10. Those who in repentance mourn over their sin will know messianic comfort ultimately in the context of the kingdom. As seen in Isaiah 61, it is the Messiah King who brings this comfort. It is the comfort of restoration that gives beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. Being poor in spirit and mourning, the expression of godly sorrow in keeping with true repentance, go together. Who's going to enter the kingdom? The poor in spirit. They are blessed because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Who will ultimately be comforted? Those who mourn in brokenness over their sin, which is indicative of true repentance. This is who is going into the kingdom. The poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are broken over their sin. Luke 18, 9 through 14, says this. Speaking of Christ, and he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. I'm a big giver. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. 2 Corinthians 7.10, 
Godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Lord, we thank you for your teaching on the kingdom and the emphasis that uh, really what is necessary to get to the kingdom is repentance. You said repent for the kingdom is at hand. You were presenting the kingdom on the condition of repentance. And what does repentance look like? Uh, Who is going into the kingdom? Well, it is the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom. And uh, blessed are those who mourn, those that are broken over their sin. Lord, uh, we pray that uh, as we share the message, that we would be clear in terms of what is the nature of a true saving faith. Yes, we're saved by faith alone, but it must be the right kind of faith, a kind of faith that, uh, if poor in spirit, acknowledges, I can't do anything. I'm bankrupt. I need a Savior. Is uh, broken over sin. There is true repentance. Uh, Except we repent, we will perish, as you taught us, Lord Jesus. And so, Lord, help us to be faithful to this, the message uh, that you taught. And, Lord, uh, ultimately the kingdom uh, is the issue. And and those who go into the kingdom are those who uh, truly are poor in spirit and mourn. Lord, again, we thank you for your word. Bless it to our hearts as we continue to study. Pray in Christ's name. Amen.